2: We got the one and only Scoop B, Brandon Robinson, joining us on the Boardwalk on the hotline on 97.3 ESPN. NBA All-Star Weekend is done, so now we head down the the tenuous stretch run. 20-some games for a lot of these teams, and Scoop B joins us now on the Boardwalk on the hotline. Brandon, how you doing on this Monday?
0: Man,
3: I'm recovering. How are you?
2: <laughs> recovering? Jeez. You, uh now, Deshaun, the Deshaun was sick last week. What was your excuse?
3: Uh, I'm in you still in Charlotte, and uh, <laughs> it was a. I heard there was some basketball game that was played in Charlotte or something like that. sort <laughs> of that. so. You cover, cover a long weekend of you know mixing, mingling, and spending time with family and friends. in Between and trying to, and also actually covering and you know talking to people throughout the process. A lot of different events going on, and and between the game. Went to a couple parties, went to, you know, did a ton of interviews while I was there. So a lot of us uh, sleep this night. I can tell you that on a uh, Friday into Saturday, I was running on two hours of sleep on the Saturday during the day. So I slept in uh, yesterday and, you know, I'm, nice. I'm glad to be on the show with you guys. I would have no other way.
2: Well, we appreciate you joining us. So j- just give us some general takeaways from All-Star Weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on from newsworthy stuff The guys just doing different things. Whether it was you know stuff the, for you know on the court, guys doing stuff for charity. What are some of your takeaways from Charlotte for this All Star weekend?
3: Well, uh, it was interesting to watch Anthony Davis and LeBron sit on a bench together as teammates, and uh, they're not actually teammates. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, it was great to see Jeff Nowitzki and uh, Dwayne Wade be sent off the right way in their last season, and uh, additionally. Uh, I think the world began to see um Giannis office the uh in the Milwaukee Bucks, um, how talented he actually is and uh, I will gather that in the second half of the season I've said this to a few friends, but if he shows out in the All Star game and he carries that over into uh the second half of the season, he is an MVP candidate. Everybody pays attention to James Harden who's who's a fan favorite and, you know, Paul George is starting to heat up, but Giannis combo was somebody to be reckoned with, too. He plays for a smaller market team, but, but he's the truth, and he's been the truth. Is Giannis your
2: mid-season MVP right now, or you got somebody else in the lead?
3: I think Giannis, I, I've gone on record and said that Giannis combo uh, was my preseason favorite as the MVP. I also said this loss of Celtics, Kyrie Irving, I could hit that stride. I was a little hesitant as it related to James Harden because of the personnel that either didn't return or, you know, there were injuries in that season, but uh if I go with what I initially said about now that the combo, then I'd be right uh, at seasons end, uh as a potential uh, NBA uh, MVP. So I'm sticking with my gut there, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, James Harden and, and, and Paul George are, are great players too. So uh, I wish all, all three of them the best.
2: So big picture, looking at the Bucks heading into the second half, how how do you rank the hierarchy of the Eastern Conference between the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Sixers? Because no offense to the Pacers, I know they're in the top five, but I think we all agree that when they get to the postseason, then they're going to start showing that they just don't have the firepower the other four do. Scoop B
3: Radio. Well, I, I'll say this. I think that the Philadelphia 76ers uh, did a great service for themselves in acquiring Tobias Harris in the trade that, with the Los Angeles Clippers. You uh, added a four-headed monster that includes Ben Simmons uh, as well as Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. and Joella uh, to Bryce Harris, I think a lot of people have paid attention to the Toronto Raptors because, well, they have uh, a certain all-star on their team in Kawhi Leonard, but uh, as well as Kyle Lowry. Uh, but I, and I do like the trade that they made in, in acquiring Marcus Shaw. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a great move um, come playoff time. I got with playoff experience. Uh, the way I would rank them, I will rank them in any which way, but I think you got to give Milwaukee more credit. And you had two all-stars and Chris Middleton in. And- yeah, I the just a combo playing last night. I think Milwaukee's going to get more attention on them, and I think they're starting uh, to get people's attention. So if I had to rank. I would put Toronto as one. I would put Milwaukee as 1A. Um, I think that Boston is going to serve in the second half of the season. Uh, I think they've been playing beneath their privilege, and I think they're still trying to figure things out. I put Philadelphia uh, at number two. Uh, I think that uh, – and, and I think that uh, Philadelphia – we Will have something to prove uh, in the second half of the season, but you can't sleep on a smaller market team in Milwaukee. And I wish people would stop saying that. Um, you look at the Denver Nuggets and Jokic, and you know I think that him playing in the all-star game is great. I think Jokic and uh, Giannis are in two similar situations. They're they're legitimate league stars and smaller market teams. So I want Milwaukee to, they need to put some more respect on their name, and uh, I hope that that happens and they continue to win.
1: Uh Brandon looking at the trade deadline that just passed. Uh there were a lot of moves that were made around the league to kind of position teams for the stretch run but only not only that but for the future and for the offseason. Uh when talking about the Knicks in particular and the Porzingis move, uh what did you be- and I know that you were on top of that before it even happened by the way. Uh yes, sir. what what did you believe as far as the Knicks moving on from such a young uh, upcoming talent and what their plans are for the offseason?
3: I think the New York Knicks are in a similar situation that the Los Angeles Lakers were in last season, uh, going into the offseason and acquiring uh, LeBron James. I think when you look at um, the Knicks, they're losing. They don't have the best record. Uh, they're hoping to get Zion, but I, I'll add that, you know, people want Zion, or to, Zion is coveted over. I actually think in the long term, I think R.J. Barrett is a better um, is a better, um is a better long-term fit. I also think Jay Morant is, is a guy out of Murray State that it's stepped on. I think he can legitimately be the next Daniel Lillard or the next Russell Westbrook. And, uh, I mean, the Knicks have a point guard in Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know if they really need help there. Uh, but when you look at the New York Knicks, one thing I'll add is this. While I've gone on record and said that the Los Angeles Lakers uh, is a destination that Kevin Durant will ultimately want to, jump, uh, to go to, uh, I also have said in recent days that you, you look at the Knicks and you look at the you look at Royal Ivey. Royal, pay attention to this name. Royal Ivy, the assistant coach of the New York Knicks, um, will be very instrumental in potentially luring or at least recruiting Kevin Durant uh, to come to uh, the New York Knicks. Those guys go back to the days of Texas, um, and and you know I'll tell you that Kevin Durant is actually Royal Ivy's wedding this summer. Uh, Their are best friends, and uh, don't sleep on the notion that that won't be part of a recruiting uh, tactic that the Knicks will use. The Knicks have the framework to make things happen, uh, and while well, I said the Lakers are it, um, don't sleep on the Knicks as a potential rec- heavy recruiter for Kevin Durant in the offseason. I think the, Lakers, the Knicks are in a good situation. Like I said, they're following the blueprint that the Lakers did uh, in acquiring LeBron James uh, this past summer.
1: Yeah, it's funny now you look at the Knicks and the Nets are two teams that uh, maybe a year or two ago you would look at and say, well, they're they're, they're crazy to think that in a couple of summers they're going to be in position to land, you know, marquee free agents. But the Nets are in the playoffs right now if, if it started today. And the Knicks have shed a lot of money and there are a lot of whispers about a Kyrie Irving or a Kevin Durant or somebody like that uh, playing in the garden next year. So those two franchises are looking bright. But when you look at Anthony Davis, and remember, he was the guy that everybody was talking about may move Ultimately, it didn't happen. Uh, were you surprised that Anthony was so open about talking about his upcoming, uh, you know, trade in the offseason? Everybody expects him to be trading in the offseason. Were you surprised at how open you know, he was about talking about it?
3: You no, know, I wasn't surprised about Anthony Davis uh, being open, and I'll tell you why. Um, this was the first time that Anthony Davis actually said anything publicly about uh, wanting to go to another team. Um, and, you know, the plan kind of backfired in a sense, or at least in a, in a trade sense, because he's um, the best of the Lakers. He's he's represented by Clutch, which is Rich Paul's agency, and he, Rich Paul also represents LeBron. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, ultimately, when you look at Anthony Davis, he's kind of like Kyrie Irving. Doesn't He's quiet, in my mannered, and you don't really hear much out of him. And You know, Rich Paul was doing all the talking on behalf of Anthony Davis. But now you're in a situation where you're at media day, and Anthony Davis is asking those questions. If you go back to my reporting, as far back as like maybe October 15th, one of the things I said was uh, the two teams that were that will be in a Anthony Davis three Six will be, one, the Los Angeles Lakers, and two, the Boston Celtics. That um, if the Lakers were going to make a move uh, in acquiring Anthony Davis uh, by the trade deadline, it didn't happen. But this is where the Boston Celtics comes in. Somebody said something about the Lakers, and he said, I didn't rule out Boston. With, with what I reported, that kind of makes sense because um, in the off offseason, uh, the Celtics will be able to actively go after them. They also have, what, like what four or five draft picks uh, coming up in this draft. And in addition to that, you have assets like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and more. Um, I can tell you that, you know, that's why uh, Kyrie Irving is kind of sitting tight right now because the, the chance that those two could potentially play together if Kyrie does stay with the Boston Celtics kind of scary, man. Uh, I think that, you know, the, the, the stuff that Anthony Davis is saying and doing, they put, all the, they put it all out there. Now he just has to be in cruise control. Don't get hurt. Say the right things. Don't get caught up in any scandal. And he'll either be a Laker or a Boston Celtic, uh, most likely a soon.
1: Brandon when you look at the second half of this season and you talk about the Milwaukee Bucks who I agree with you uh, Giannis is my MVP personally right now uh, he has his team as the best record in the East he's took that mantle of best player in the Eastern Conference post LeBron with all due respect to Kawhi Leonard uh, Giannis has been amazing uh, you look at the moves that the Sixers made you look at the Boston Celtics drama all throughout Watch, I do believe at the end of the day they have enough talent to make a run uh, and obviously we just spoke about Kawhi but then you look at the West and you look at the Denver Nuggets and Jokic and how he's playing and Jamal Murray. You look at the season that Paul George is having uh, with Russell Westbrook. And then obviously the Portland Trailblazers, everybody thought that they're still having guard problems. Listen, there's number four in the West right now. Do you believe at the end of the day we will get something besides the Golden State Warriors holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy?
3: Um, i tell you what. You look at the Denver Nuggets and what they've been able to do. You look at the Golden State Warriors and what they've been able to do. Uh well, the thing that I'm impressed about with the Golden State Warriors is the fact that they've had turmoil this season and it's kinda had just like this lull. Like you started out with Stephanie and Hurt, saw the drama back and forth with Draymond and, and, and Kevin Durant. Um and then, you know, you implement Ke- uh, DeMarcus Marcus Cousins within uh their, their their system. That's a lot of just uh a lot of um improvisation. On the fly, with their professionals. Um, I like the Denver Nuggets. Um, I like that they're able to do it without some some big CTs on that team. Um, it, Just added nice Isaiah to Thomas be, too. Yes, they did. They added it. It'd be it'd be great to see them do it, particularly because Isaiah Thomas has come back as such a such a such a uh, a Rocky Balboa story, if you will. Um, it'd be great to see the Denver Nuggets do something, but you get scared because teams do well in the regular season. Like you saw the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics in years past, and then Cleveland runs through runs them out the gym. You saw Golden State handle them uh, maybe a week or two ago. Um, I, I like to say that I, I would like to see Denver move forward, but Golden State—they're a team of professionals. Um, but I think sometimes people just think that they have it in the bag. You even saw that in the three-point contest with Steph Curry. People just thought because he was in Charlotte and because you know he's just a, this a shooter that somebody like Joe Harris couldn't come in and win it. So it's hard to say. I don't want to put myself on the hook with that. But what I will say is, it would be great to see an underdog uh, team do it. Even in baseball, the years ago when the San Francisco Giant, a bunch of guys that had no big name came in and won the World Series. That's great for that's great fanfare for the common man to see not the usual suspects going and do what they need to do.
2: Brandon Robinson joining us aboard what kind of hotline on ninety seven three ESPN. Follow him on Twitter. At Scoop B for all of your national NBA perspectives and news updates, Brandon. I, I want to ask you for a moment about LeBron James because you know a lot of people were insinuating that you know he he basically built that All-Star team on all the guys who could potentially be free agents. This was partially a free agent recruiting tool. Obviously, he denied it because you don't want to be involved with tampering or anything. But you know, it feels like at this point in LeBron's career. He is looking at himself and the game way differently than he did in his previous stops. G- give the audience a little perspective about how LeBron's view of himself and the game and the sport has evolved from when he left Cleveland, the good of Miami to when he went to back to Cleveland to now being in LA. Um, I
3: think LeBron and I are the same age and, um, we both had a dream and a goal uh, from a child to to an adult. I'm not comparing myself to an NBA player, but I've always known my purpose. And that's one thing I've always admired or respected about LeBron because he knows his purpose in life. And that being said, um, I think that LeBron gets heat for quote-unquote going to L.A. or quote-unquote taking the easy way out. Um, I don't think that's always fair because... um, his time in Cleveland, he was, he was carrying the team for the first time around. And he went to Miami, learned how to win, went to Pat Riley, was under, you know, was with, with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and they you know, won went to the championships, and then he came back to Cleveland and then brought that mentality you know, to Cleveland with a young guy, and, and Kyrie Irving, and Tristan Thompson, and more. It's interesting that that level of intensity rubbed off on Kyrie and he had his issues with his teammates in Boston. That, be it as it may, um... LeBron has a lot of mileage on him. Olympics, playoffs, championships—that's um, part of the course. Um, it's easy to criticize somebody who has done it their way or has their own brand. And I'll tell you what—I think that time on Christmas when he hurt himself, his growing, gave him a little bit of some time to, to really slow down and get some perspective. You know, it, 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 the, the whole bigger than basketball is really a thing. Like, I think that. People like LeBron James, just like the rapper Jay-Z, made basketball and hip-hop um, in the sense of you're building a 401k plan while you're in your career, and you're thinking about the bigger picture. And so I think that it was kind of a blessing in disguise for LeBron to get hurt because he was able to slow down, get some perspective, and go back out there and do what they you need to do. But I think that whole hard. Lakers team, I think it's a two- to three-year project, um, and I think that... Magic Johnson, LeBron, and company, uh, and Rob Palenka are, are going to figure it out. Um, on the Lakers, when I actually uh, ran into Rob Palenka uh, at Michael Jordan's party, and, and I said to him, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry you guys didn't get uh, what you wanted, um, but I wish you guys nothing but the best. And he, and he said, thank you, man. He said, uh, Lakers are going to keep doing what they got to do. You know, Magic Johnson got something to prove as an executive and done it as a player. Uh, Rob Palenka is transferring over from, you know, an agent to, you know, to a general manager uh, that's a, that's a that's a huge um, process that that everybody on that organization has to make happen, and you know hopefully for them they they find a way to figure it out. But the Golden State Warriors doesn't mean forever and 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 they're not as invincible as some may think. and you know, I mentioned the, the Denver Nuggets, but one other team I'll mention is the Lakers. I believe that if the Lakers actually um don't have to play the Warriors in earlier rounds. This could be a conference matchup between the Lakers and, um, and, and, and the Warriors. I spoke to a Lakers assistant coach uh, over the weekend who said to me, their goal right now is to get a seventh seed, at least. They don't want to be an eighth seed. Cause if, if the Warriors are at one and the Lakers are at eight, you see what's going to happen. So the seventh is it's what I'm told uh, by a Lakers assistant coach. Uh, they they want to make happen. And uh, they'll be interested to see what happens with LeBron, Magic, Palenka, and company.
1: Talk with Brandon Robinson at scoop b on Twitter at scoop B. also check out the scoop B radio podcast uh Brandon, Last but not least, uh we had an uproar this past week uh here in Philly because. Uh, Markel Fultz was traded to the Orlando Magic, and he said some comments in his press conference, which I personally believe they were overblown. Um, But what did you take from those comments? And at at this point, can't everybody just move on? By the way, you were first to report and be on the whole topic of Markel being traded. Even when there were rumors that the Sixers didn't uh, wanted to hold on to him, you maintained that he would be moved.
3: Yes, yeah, he wanted to be more than I can tell you that you know the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic both had had interest. Uh, right before the trade deadline, I had gotten some intel about the Orlando Magic, and uh, ultimately that that's, that's what 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 went down. And on a personal note, I actually uh, bumped into Elton Brand; had had never met Elton before. Um, bumped into him at a party, and I said, "Hey, I'm Brandon Scoopy Robinson." He goes, "Oh, I know who you are," and I said, "Yeah," <laughs> he goes, "Yeah." He said he said the sixers are sending him my tweets, and uh, I, I don't want to divulge all the information I, I respect the confidentiality, but as as it relates to you know Elton and I there is he's definitely number one doing his thing um, as a first year general manager um and and, and number two, as it relates to uh, Markel Fultz, I think that Orlando is the best situation for him uh, because it's a smaller market. It's not Philadelphia. It's not the pressure of a Northeast city. And um, I think that this is the first case that Markel Fultz is having of kind of being the man or, uh, or on a team. I mean, he's still having Nikola Bolshevich on that team. But, you know, I hope for Markel Fultz sake say that um, he gets it right. I hope that, you know, whatever's going on with him, it works. It, 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 he gets the help or, or the training or just the mental capacity to make things happen. And I want to see him win you know and I, and i think that um that kind of gets lost in the translation with everything that's going on he's still a person he's still young and 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 he's a, he's a professional basketball player honestly i love his dribble penetration i love i love I, he has a good shot but you know you want to get him back to how he was shooting in washington you know legitimately markel Fultz could have a comeback season if it's not the second half of this season he definitely has a chance to do it next 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 season And I, all the comments that 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 he said, I haven't seen everything. I, I've been so very busy, but I can only imagine in the age of aggregation uh, and sound bites that context is important. He has a fresh start, and maybe just continuing to be quiet and low key may work for him. And maybe that's a learning experience right before the second half of the season that he'll take and he'll figure it out.
2: Follow him on Twitter at Scoopy for all your NBA information and news and reporting. He was on the ground in Charlotte last this past weekend. Brandon, we appreciate you joining us, even though it's been a busy weekend for you. And look forward to talking to you down the stretch, heading into
3: the postseason. My brothers, thank you so much, and uh, make sure y'all also subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Apple. Visit ScoopBRadio.com.
2: There it is. He is the man, Brandon Robinson, joining us on the Boardwalk on the Hotline on ninety-seven three ESPN. Scoop
3: B Radio. All the
1: time.